Blog Talk Radio. Of an April 29th call between the two. 
We have two submarines, the best in the world. We have two nuclear submarines, not that we want to use them at all, the newspaper quoted Trump as telling Duarte, based on the transcript. The report was based on a Philippine transcript of the call that was circulated on Tuesday under a confidential cover sheet by the American Division of the Philippine Department of Foreign Affairs. In a show of force, the U.S. has sent the nuclear-powered USS Carl Vinson aircraft carrier to the waters off of the Korean Peninsula, where it joined the USS Michigan, a nuclear submarine that docked in South Korea in late April. According to the Times, a senior Trump administration official in Washington, who was not authorized to publicly discuss the call and insisted on anonymity, confirmed the transcript was an accurate representation of the call between the two leaders. So much for confidentiality. The U.S. officials, speaking on condition of anonymity, have said Trump discussed intelligence about Islamic State with the Russian foreign minister, Sergei Lavrov, and Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislak, at talks in the Oval Office this month, raising questions about Trump's handling of secrets. He has no secrets. Trump also praised Duarte for doing an unbelievable job on the drug problem. The New York Times reported a subject that has drawn much criticism in the West. Yeah, almost almost 9,000 yeah. people, many small-time users and dealers, have been killed in the Philippines since Duarte took office on June 20th. Police say about one-third of the victims were shot by officers in self-defense during legitimate operations. And he, and he actually said, go out there and shoot anybody who's selling drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Duarte said. Yeah, I saw, I saw his interview. I mean, you guys are freaking crazy, man. And, and gets along fine with with, uh, with our crazy asshole. Jesus, this guy is so scary, man. Yeah, he's so so frightening. Okay, what's that? Um, did you know there are approximately fifteen thousand abandoned uranium mines left in total ruin and never cleaned up at all in the western United States alone? Hmm. Interesting. Huh? I had heard about that. A lot of them are on. Um Reservations. Reservations belonging to Native Americans. Poison by these mines. So I'll give you another example of the same thing. I would say yes to everything you said. This is a quick answer. There's a, a mill tailing site in Moab, Utah. And uh, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission right. told the uh, owner of the site that they uh, needed to set aside $6 million to clean it up. Well, the actual cleanup is a billion dollars. So what did the owners do? They declared bankruptcy and walked away. Um, and, and it wasn't bonded, is it? Or did it? No, it wasn't bonded. You know, if you bonded uranium mining, you wouldn't have uranium mining. Nobody would probably. Nobody would take. You know, the way our system is set up is that you take the profit early, and and then when everything's done, you walk away, and the government takes the risk. So we've 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 socialized the risk, and, and the capitalists make the profit early on, and the rest of us pick up the cost afterward. And that's historically true on the Navajo reservations especially, but you get in the Black Hills and the Lakota Sioux. Mm. That's sad. I mean, we're, we're seeing this everywhere. And, uh, so the corporations take the profit, yeah. and the public picks up they the picks cleanup. Up the cleanup cost, yeah. Of course, we don't get any benefit because no, there are all kinds of loopholes. No, we don't get anything. They wind up selling those, uh, uh, you know, to other countries, and they wind up getting the uranium. Yeah. Women forced to cover for religious reasons in male-dominated culture. Should the armies bomb the Vatican, USA, and all Christian countries and liberate them? Melania Trump and Ivanka Trump both donned head coverings Wednesday as they met with the Pope. They they wouldn't they wouldn't put head coverings on with the uh, with the Saudis though. Islam. Yeah, the Saudis. They went to see the Saudis. Well, that was there. But they, you know, the Pope didn't give them a check for a hundred million bucks either. You know, like like the Saudis did. They gave well, up. Well, you on, think they would have worn the head coverings in Saudi Arabia then? Well, you think they would have, since that's normal. But uh, no, they, no, you think they would have because they thought they gave them a huge check. Yeah, but the they, Pope they didn't, didn't give them anything. They didn't the internet exploded Wednesday morning with. Compliment with uh, we apologize for that. 
and there's a video there of Melania Trump walking down with a uh, walking into the. Uh, yeah, but amid the photo manipulation and captions of contests, a few user uh, focused on uh, First Lady Melania's Trump and the fact that she was wearing a veil at the Vatican. Melania Trump and Ivanka Trump, who is the president's daughter and wife, and special assistant, both donned head coverings Wednesday as they met with Francis. Per Vatican protocol, women who have an audience with the Pope are required to wear long sleeves, formal black clothing, and a veil to cover the head. First Lady spokeswoman Donald Grisham told CNN, Why are Donald, Melania, Ivanka Trump doing in Italy? Her decision to wear a veil for the Pontiff was unprecedented. In 2009, when the First Lady Michelle Obama had an audience with the then-Pope Benedict, she too covered her head. A quick spin through historical photos on First Family blog East Wing Rules shows Laura Bush, Hillary Clinton, Jackie Kennedy, and Nancy Kennedy, Nancy Reagan with headscarves during their respective meetings. So, a little history on that. Yeah. As Grisham noted, female... Grisham. As Grisham noted, female politicians traditionally wear veils when they address the Pope out of respect. It's different for the general public. A 1917 edict required chapel veils for women, uh, but in the 1980s, the mandate was not reissued essentially negating the rule, according to Catholic.com, and a trend has since fallen out of fashion. Well, not, um, I, so that makes uh, the two fashion statements of Ivanka and Melania outdated. Right? On Wednesday, however, Melania Trump's compliance with the custom drew scrutiny because of her style choice earlier this week when visiting... Wait, i got to find out where the stupid music's coming from. Right, hang on a sec. I don't know. Okay. When visiting, uh, traveled to, uh, when the first lady and first daughter traveled Saturday to Saudi Arabia, where Islamic women have to follow harsh dress rules, they did not wear headscarves. Western women are required to cover their hair and often don't. But the president himself took a stance on the issue when Michelle Obama decided to skip the scarf during the 2015 trip there. While publications like the Washington Post praised her for standing up to the Saudi system of male guardianship, Donald Trump criticized her. Many people are saying it was wonderful that Mrs. Obama refused to wear a scarf in Saudi Arabia, but they were insulted, the tycoon tweeted at the time. We have enough enemies. The trick. Hmm. Well, he's the biggest hypocrite that I the world so. has ever seen. I, I mean, he's just a piece of work. I, I, I can't stand anything about him. Trump insania is what it is. Just Trump insania. Well, this is interesting, too. The judge presiding over the El Chapo case was shot and killed while jogging outside his home today. Huh. Or the last day or so. In New York. Yeah, El Chapo. Yeah, well, he's in New York. Oh, that's that's where he's going to be in yeah, federal well, court. Yeah. The judge who presided over Sinaloa cartel drug Lord uh, Joaquin El Chapo Guzman's case was shot in the head while jogging outside of his home Monday near Mexican City. I thought he was being tried here, according to media reports. I did too. I didn't know judge you. Vincente Bermudez Carlos, 37, was the judge presiding over Joaquin El Chapo Guzman's case, according to SDP notices. Zacarlos lived in Metapec, which is 45 miles west of uh, Mexico City. Uh, when the person who shot Zacarias fled the scene, Zacarias later died at the hospital in Metapec. Um, I don't know. It was just a picture of Mexican Army soldiers escort uh, El Chapo to a uh, helicopter to be transported to a maximum security prison at Mexico's Attorney General's hangar. In Mexico City on January 8th. Oh, this must have been a while ago, Leo. This is no, current. this is uh, no. He, he's been there. This is uh, oh, oh. It's October. 20th. You're right. This is October 16th. Yeah, yeah this, this is quite a while oh, ago. That's, a, that's an old. No, I, I apologize. It just he's in up. New York. It just came up to somebody just sent it to me. But, but he's in New York in prison. Yeah, I know he, he was. And he went to federal court there. All right. 
Well, and he he's in solitary confinement. He just asked to be released to the general population. I don't know what happened. Well, this so. one has just been seen by 22,500,000 people. And let's see when this was signed, because I didn't know about this one either. Um, huh. Turns out that um, Trump... Uh, toxic pesticide is poisoning for our food. Uh, Trump just uh, okayed it. Yeah, okayed it for Dow. Um, in a move that will put almost every anyone who comes into contact with many common foods at risk, the Environmental Protection Agency Scott Pruitt uh, has refused to ban the toxic pesticide chlorpyrifos. Chlorpyrifos. Based on many scientific studies, the EPA determined that even very low levels of exposure um, to uh, glyphosate, a pesticide used on staple foods like corn, wheat, apples, and citrus, can cause irreparable harm and damage children's developing brains. Oh, great. But, but Pruitt refused to ban the, the, the dangerous chemical from our food, a decision that regulates the agency's own science and puts millions at risk. Chlorophyllos. Uh, it's a decision that neglects the agency's own science and put millions at, puts millions at oh, risk. Oh, that's what I thought. I don't know. Okay. Uh, contaminates our food and water, and agricultural workers and families in rural communities are at the front lines of exposure to this neurotoxic chemical. Exposing children to chlorophyllos uh, results in reduced IQ, loss of working memory and attention deficit disorders. Workers poisoned by clarifuros um, experience vomiting, uh, mm. muscle cramps, twitching, tremors, and weakness. The neurotoxic pesticide was banned from residential use 17 years ago. So why would the EPA continue to allow it to be used on farms where it can poison everything it touches? This is, un- I don't understand this shit. I don't either. Earth justice will hold the EPA accountable. We're back. Uh, in court, asking for an order directing the EPA to ban a f- to put a full ban on place. Join us in urging the government to keep this toxic pesticide out of our food, our water, our schools, our yards, and our bodies. God damn! What do these people have to fight? Well, he obviously doesn't eat any of that food. Who? Trump. Trump. Trump eats all kinds of crap. He doesn't. He doesn't believe in anything. The guy's as stupid as mud. You know what I mean? He's just a stupid. Fucking idiot, and there's nothing you can do about it. I and mean, the guy is a flippin' crook, idiot. All right, Trump, and all of his ilk, you know, all of his appointees. Oh man, I, I, I tell you, this makes me sick. Oh, here's a here's a great one, Lila. Three hundred million lawsuit dollar lawsuit against the DNC class action suit mm-hmm. for defrauding all Bernie Sanders supporters. Bernie should give back his $100 million he made after expenses. But this was really interesting. I didn't know this, but there, but there's a class action suit against the DNC right now in Florida. Really? Yeah. And uh, strange political story that had nothing to do with Trump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Of all the weird sideshows in American politics, the one unfolding in a Florida courtroom maybe one of the strangest, largely uncovered by anything resembling the elite political media, a passel of disgruntled. Bernie Sanders donors has filed a $300 million class action suit against the Democratic National Committee for $300 million alleged dollars, alleging that the DNC defrauded them by rigging the primary process against the Sanders campaign. Jared Beck, a Harvard Law graduate and one of the several attorneys who filed the suit against the DNC and its former chairperson, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, wants retribution for donations retribution? Yeah, for, for donations made by supporters to the Vermont Senator's campaign, citing six, six legal claims of the DNC's deceptive conduct, negligent misrepresentation and fraud. Excuse me. The DNC violated Article 5, Section 4 of its own charter by working with a single campaign to effectively choose who would win the Democratic ballot, the attorney stated in the suit. All the usual complaints are rolled into this suit, the leaked debate questions, gripe, 
The donor info and security and the villain of the piece is Debbie Wasserman Schultz. There's a judge orders pending that might let the air out of the whole thing. Of course, everything the DNC does defend itself in court will be further evidence of the ongoing cabal. Jared H. Beck, attorney for the plaintiffs, argued freedom of speech and freedom of association are very, very important, <clears throat> but we also have the right not to be defrauded. We also have the right not to be taken advantage of. We have the right not to be deceived. There's no exception to those rights. Just because the fraudulent speech or fraudulent conduct involved takes place in a political context. This, at the very least, an interesting interpretation of how politics works. Maybe it's because I grew up in Massachusetts, but I always thought that getting involved in politics was purely a caveat emptor proposition as we have in this country. In that context, we have the right not to be deceived, must have every dead politician back to Pergules chuckling in the beyond. Well, this opens a very intriguing can of worms. Um, could a Trump voter sue over the Medicaid cuts because he had a right not to be deceived? I'm afraid I think this looks more like a high-end nuisance suit. Profit is sweet, Sophocles wrote, but even if it comes from deception, and we wrote uh, that a long, long time ago. <laughs> so I don't know what that means, but you know, I think they got a they got a real good chance. You know, Trump budget based on a two trillion dollar math area. This, oh, this what? freaking just when I read this, I went absolutely berserk to to, to think these assholes could be so stupid. Do they have um, audio in this? No. No, unfortunately not. Uh, well. Yeah, they yeah, do, actually. Hang on, a hang on a second. I don't know if this is... So I'm, I'm aware of the, the criticisms, and I would simply come back and say, look, there's other places where we were probably overly conservative in our accounting. Uh, we stand by the numbers. Uh, we thought that the assumption that the tax reform would be deficit neutral was the most reasonable of the three options that we had. We could either assume that our tax reform was deficit neutral, we could assume it would reduce the deficit, we would assume it would add to the deficit. And given the fact that we're this early in the process, about dealing with tax reform, we thought that assuming that middle road uh, was the best way to do it. Yes, sir. Um, if you want to know what this guy, this idiot was talking about, which is the budget director, okay, one of the ways... Uh, hang on a second, sorry. Okay. Um, one of the ways Donald Trump's budget claims to balance the budget over a decade without in-cutting defense or retirement spending is to assume a $2 trillion increase in revenge and, rev and revenue. <laughs> Maybe it is revenge uh, yeah. through economic growth. This is the magic of the still-to-be-designed Trump tax cut. But wait, if you recall, the magic of the Trump tax cuts is also supposed to pay for the Trump tax cuts. <laughs> so the $2 trillion is a double-counting error. Trump has promised to enact the biggest tax cuts in history. Trump's administration has insisted, however, the largest tax cut in history will come uh, will not, not from reduced no, revenue. Will not reduce revenue. Will not reduce revenue because it will unleash growth. That is itself a wildly fanciful assumption, but the assumption has already become a baseline of the administration's budget math. Trump's budget assumes the historically huge tax cuts will not lose any revenue for this reason. The added growth it will supposedly generate will make up for all lost revenue. Yeah, right. Trickle down. Doesn't he realize that trickle down economics doesn't win? No. It doesn't work? But here's how they, they attempted to explain it. But then the budget assumes $2 trillion in higher revenue from growth in order to achieve balance after 10 years. So the $2 trillion from higher growth is a double count. Um, it pays for the Trump cut. Then it pays again for balancing the, the budget. Or alternatively, Trump could be assuming that his tax cut will not only pay for, for themselves, but generate $2 trillion in higher revenue. But Trump has not claimed his tax cuts will recoup uh, more than 100% of their lost revenue. So it's simply an embarrassing mistake. And it seems difficult to imagine how this administration could figure out how to design and pass a tax cut that could pay for itself when Ronald Reagan and George W. Bush um, 
uh, fail to uh, come anywhere close to doing so, if there is a group of economic minds with a special genius to accomplish this historically unprecedented feat, it's probably not the fiscal minds who made a $2 trillion basic arithmetic error. All God right. help him. Yeah, isn't that freaking terrible? Well, his his intention is to take that $2 trillion from the poor and give it to the rich. That's all. That's all. Yeah, but... That's what it but, is. But the thing is, is that is that the $2 trillion is insanity. It's not even... There'll never be a $2 trillion. There'll never be. I mean, the guy, the guy's totally out of his flipping brains. And the fact is, is there's a $20 trillion deficit in this country. You know... I just saw, read something today that there's a uh, that there that we're uh, the country, the world is fifty trillion dollars in debt. We owe half of the debt. We owe half of it. That's our federal deficit. I mean, it's crazy. It's well, maybe they crazy. ought to stop bombing everybody. But you know, the, the, you know, the, this is obvious. This guy's an insane. Oh, this is really wrong. <laughs> yeah, Trump prays at the Western Wall. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Here's a perfect example of what I'm about the little guy. All right? You recently, uh, okay. Uh, let, me, let me go back. This is pretty. This is pretty good. This has been seen by almost four million views. Here's a, here's a perfect example of how Trump really feels about the little guy. He recently painted his National Doral Miami Resort. A paint job worth more than no, $232,000 by a local shop called The Paint Spot. That's where he got that. Yeah. But Trump only paid $200,000. The paint shop has been fighting for the remaining 32535000 since 2013. Trump refused to pay his bill and waged a court battle. He did lose the court battle. Right, it says, but the verdict is in, and the paint spot just won. Yeah. And Trump been ordered to pay an additional three hundred thousand, including the painter's legal fees. So there you go, man. There you go. Trump's a prick. Dear Donald, suck on that. Sincerely. <laughs> the paint shop. <laughs> a little guy. A little guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he says it's sitting for a jillion. Um, while you worry about who spends four to eight years in the White House, corrupt politicians are spending 30 to 40 years in Congress. In Congress. Uh, LOL. I. This is a statement by, uh, what's his face? Sorrell? David Rockefeller. Oh, that's Rockefeller. Yeah. LOL. I own all of them. And you don't even know my name. Uh-huh. I uh, didn't know who he was. Yeah, he finally died, the old prick. Mm. The Rothschild and Rockefeller patriarchs own it all. Uh, this is Rod David Rockefeller. He's part of the eight uh, family cartel who owned the Federal Reserve and was CEO of um, um, uh, Chase Manhattan. Uh, Republicans and Democrats are just playing their game. We need people like Bernie Sanders so we can escape the clutches of these evil people. Barbara Wright, Cliff Rivers, I So anyway, well, the old bastard finally died, and we're happy for that. And Bernie Sanders was a sellout, so don't count on him. Yeah. Look at the smirk on this this Saudi Arabian guy's face. It says, what America's new arms deal with Saudi Arabia says about the Trump administration. Says, uh, uh, President Trump has just announced the sale of a whopping $110 billion to Saudi Arabia, which includes tanks and. Uh, it includes tanks. Now, this, I, I meant to. I, I mean, this is by Vox.com. Uh, um, it says. Uh, tanks and helicopters. Yeah. And a missile defense radar system and cybersecurity tools reported ABC News. It forms part of a 10-year, have to go back up, $350, uh, $350 billion agreement in a strategic vision between the two countries. 
the deal has been in the works for some time, but the White House evidently pushed hard to finalize the deal in time to announce it during the President's trip to Saudi Arabia. It was meant to send a clear message. Trump isn't going to do things the way his predecessor did back in September. The Obama administration approved more than $115 billion arms deals with Saudis. But as the death toll and reports of human rights violations in the Saudi-led war in Yemen began to rise dramatically, the Obama administration nixed the sale of the precision-guided munitions it had originally agreed to put in the deal to try to coerce the Saudis into curbing those atrocities. Now the munitions are back in the Trump arms package, which speaks volumes about this administration. In fact, the entire deal paints a vivid picture of the Trump administration, an administration that is willing to bend over backwards to make deals with important friends that don't let human rights concerns get in the way of doing business and where a personal relationship with those closest to the president can prove highly lucrative. Jared Kushner has a personal hand in closing the deal. Jared Kushner, the president's senior advisor and son-in-law, seems to have played a pivotal oh. role in the deal, swooping in to personally help push the Saudis to finish the deal in time for Trump's Saudi trip. As the New York Times reports, most of the agreement was already in place when Kushner got involved, but during the final meeting, the U.S. official brought up um, the possibility of adding a sophisticated radar system designed to shoot down ballistic missiles to the Saudis' uh, shopping list. Iran, Saudi Arabia's main adversary, has an excellent missile program. So the Saudis were naturally interested in that kind of system. Um, there was just one up problem, the price tag. This is where Kushner comes in. And Kushner evidently picked up the phone right then and there and in the middle of the meeting and called uh, Marilyn Hoosen, the CEO of Lockheed Martin, the company that makes the system. The straight-up asked uh, her if she would give the Saudis a discount. The Times notes Hessen apparently said she would look into it, uh, according to the Times. There were a few things to note about the vig- this vignette. First, it shows that what length this administration will go to make a deal when it really matters, and Saudi Arabia really, really matters. And Trump wants and needs the country's help to fight ISIS and the extremist ideology driving it. They're behind it. But... There's another reason pleasing Saudi Arabia matter to Trump. Bloomberg reports that the kingdom is considering investing around $40 billion in U.S. infrastructure. Trump wants to spend $1 trillion on improving American infrastructure, and Saudi money will certainly help achieve the goal. This goes on. It makes you more and more sick as to the treasonous bastard that they really are. You know, it's just it's sick to me. <laughs> Some Americans are spending billions to get teeth whiter. Some wait in line to get some pulp. Yeah. Oh, kind of sad. Yeah, it is sad because he's pulling all of this from from the uh, from his package. And how many people? That doesn't have anything to do with that. Those are volunteer dentists. That do no, that. no, no. The reason these people don't have teeth thing is because they don't have Medicaid and they don't have the program. Right. Well, they don't have and it now, taking, and he's not going to give it to him later. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's taking it away from him. It's so in it's Medicaid right now. Well, in some states, but not in all states. I don't, I don't remember that this one was somewhere in the West Virginia. Salisbury, Maryland. Maryland. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's a thousand people that are waiting to get their teeth fixed in a clinic. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. This More than 400, uh, Robert Reich said, there are more than 400,000 student loan borrowers that are about to be shafted by Trump and his education secretary. That's how many have taken advantage of the... um, Oh, these are people that have taken advantage of the Obama thing where they... They do public service. Yeah. And uh, that's how many have been taken advantage of their public service loan forgiveness program, Mm -hmm. which promises to cancel any remaining student debt or for those who go to work for their government or nonprofits and have been making on-time payments for 10 years.
teachers, public defenders, Peace Corps workers, and law enforcement officers have counted on it. And uh, October, It's going to cancel the program before they yeah. pay out any money. Yeah. And October marks the 10th year of the program and the first time anyone has made enough payments to get their remaining debt wiped away. But Trump uh, program documents show that the administration is proposing to end the program before it pays out a dime. It figures Trump's. It figures. Uh, it figures Trump has spent more of his adult life shafting contractors, creditors, and anyone else who has done business with him. But this will be the first time he applies his art of the deal to anyone else. What do you think? Nice guy. Uh, I mean, this guy is the worst. He's just the worst. Um. Three mineral waters that remove aluminum from the brain. Do you want to read that? Mm. I thought that was interesting because um, we have aluminum in our brains, which has to be taken care of. Got in the way of There's been a dramatic increase in neurological disease linked to aluminum toxicity. The blood-brain barrier doesn't stop aluminum's intrusion into our gray matter. Aluminum accumulates and remains <clears throat> in tissue that doesn't have a rapid cellular turnover. Apoptosis is a natural cell death and replacement process that occurs throughout the body, excluding cancer cells. Cancer cells keep uh, reproducing and colonizing into tumors unless apoptosis is introduced or the cells are outright killed from chemical compounds, both natural and synthetic. Aluminum accrues to toxic levels over time in a slow apoptosis cell tur turnover tissues, such as bone matter, the heart, and the brain. The brain and its associated nervous system is where the disease, such as Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, MS, chronic fatigue, and other neurological or autoimmune diseases manifest, including the complete autistic spectrum from learning disorders to full-blown autism. It's mm. interesting. Um, so, what are the waters? There are no shortage of aluminum toxins in our environment. It's a cookware, a beverage containers, foil, cigarette smoke, cosmetics, antiperspirants, sunscreen, antacids, and those ubiquitous chemtrails that are most ignore, uh, from which aluminum nonparticles can be breathed into our lungs and rooted directly into our blood through the sinuses into our brains. The aluminum is, in all vaccines, injecting aluminum bypasses the uh, brain barrier. The possibility of eliminating it through normal channels. Straight into the blood it goes to be carried into the brain and heart, adding to their cumulative uh, aluminum toxicity loads. Mm. And according to Dr. Chris Exley, uh, PhD, we have come into the aluminum age. Many trolling commentators uh, love to explain how aluminum is the most is the most common most common mineral on the planet, and therefore it's harmless. <laughs> Doctor Exley has dedicated over two decades of his scientific life to researching aluminum toxicity, and he calls a period of time from the early 20th century to the now age of aluminum. Where are you going? Before then. Before then, aluminum remains in the ground as the most abundant mineral on Earth that hadn't been mined. Uh, Dr. Exley claims mining aluminum and using it in so many ways corresponds to the marked increase in neurological diseases. Mm. And a key aspect of this conference um, delivery concern helping vaccinated kids improve their neurological damage uh, ironically involved the second most abundant mineral on Mother Earth which is silica. Um, Exley has put kids who had autism spectrum disorders or other neurological change damage from vaccinations on a form of silica known as silicic, silicic acid with excellent results. Silicic acid uh, has uh, basically oxygenated silica. Uh, Exley considers this the best and most bioavailable way to get silica through the gut and into the blood, then into the brain matter where it binds with the aluminum molecules and leads them out of the brain cell, 
tissue safely through the urine. Hmm. Yeah. He had used a Malaysian mineral water called Spritzer on aluminum-toxic children suffering from autism spectrum and disorders with significant success. Aluminum is in almost all vaccines. Later, he and his team had 15 Alzheimer's disease patients use the water at the same rate of one liter per day for 13 weeks. Aluminum levels were lower by anywhere from 50 to 70% in all the subjects involved. In other 15 AD patients, eight no longer deteriorated, and three actually showed substantial cognitive increase. Perhaps coconut oil is better for reversing AD, but mineral waters high in uh, orthosilic or ionic sulfic acid will reduce aluminum toxicity in the brain and help ward off AD. Um, That's Alzheimer's disease. Yeah. And the more USA accessible mineral waters uh, with several levels of silic acid are to spritzer, which can penetrate the blood-brain barrier, are fulvic and Fiji. Okay. My personal favorite is Fiji uh, because it has the highest level of ionic suspended silica and silic acid is the least expensive. I've seen it in Walmart for $1.99 per liter. Volvic is the name of it. V-O-L-V-I-C and Fiji water. Hmm. Also, people chemistry analysis various water bottles and said Fiji water bottles are free of BPA, okay, which is great. And it's, uh, remember we read about yep. that in the feminine hormone? And it's chemical cousins. Others, uh, he rates highly as BPA-free are Voss, Evian water, and Smart water. Hmm. Okay. So Voss, Evian, and Smart waters are the ones that are good. And um, Fiji. And the suggested protocol is at least five days consuming a one-and-a-half liter bottle of water daily. Um more is required for high levels of aluminum toxicity. Uh, uh, consider drinking the whole bottle within an hour as the most efficient method of detoxing aluminum from the brain. So we have to get a 1.5 liter bottle a daily. Um, Dr. Elsley explains that there are three chemical bottling waters listing silica amounts as milligrams per liter on the bottle. Fiji has the highest amount of the three, and, and neither of us is affiliated with, with Fiji. Okay, so go to Fiji or the um, um, what was the other one? Silica. Oh no, the, uh, Fiji. Vox. Uh, what were they? Yeah, Volvic. Volvic. I've never heard of that. Yeah, me neither. But that's and what did they? You could buy at Walmart for a dollar ninety-nine. What did it say? I'm looking at this. It's up. You have to go up. Oh, it's up? Right there. Where? Oh, okay. Fiji. My personal favorite is Fiji because it's the highest level uh, and least expensive. I've seen it in Walmart for $1.99 a liter. Okay. Fiji. Spritzer. Fiji water. That's another one. So it's a spritzer and Volvic and Fiji. Fiji, those three. Let's check this out next time we go to Walmart. Mm. Huh. There's uh, poisoning us everywhere. It's terrible. Can't keep up with it. No, they can't. I mean, they just keep poisoning us, man. Everywhere, everywhere. It's, it's eugenics. That's all it is. <sighs> 24 things nobody does better than Trump. Oh, where is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to read that. That was so funny. I think it has a, it's an audio. Yeah. Actually, it's uh, it's not, but it says, uh, I forgot to mention the 25th thing he does better than anyone. He's the world's biggest crook and liar. And uh, let me, let, let's go back to this video. It's really, it's really funny because it's such a, so true, so true. Nobody's fighting for the veterans like I'm fighting for the veterans. <laughs> okay. Stronger than me. Nobody has better toys than I do. There's nobody bigger or better at the military than I am. Nobody loves the Bible more than I do. Nobody builds walls better than me. Nobody's better to people with disabilities than me. Nobody's fighting for the veterans like I'm fighting for the veterans. There's nobody that's done so much for equality as I have. There's nobody more pro-Israel than I am. There's nobody more conservative than me. There's nobody that respects women more than I do. Nobody would be tougher on ISIS 
than Donald Trump. Nobody's ever had crowds like Trump has had. There's nobody that understands the horror of nuclear better than me. And nobody even understands it but me. It's called devaluation. The sale of the uranium that nobody knows what it means. I know what it means. Nobody knows more about trade than me. Nobody knows the game better than I do. Nobody's oh my God. This country has ever known so much about infrastructure as Donald Trump. I know the H-1B. I know the H-2B. Nobody knows it better than me. Nobody knows politicians better than I do. Nobody knows more about taxes than I do. Nobody knows more about debt than I do. Nobody knows the system better than me. Which is why I alone can fix it. Oh, God, help us. Isn't that a getting there, folks. What's Sorry. that right there, those poor people? That's the one about the teeth. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. the poor thing. Oh, here's it. Here's a, yeah, did I read this one? About the 400000 that were promised loan forgiveness? Yeah, we just yeah, we, we just said he's going to... Yeah, he's going to knock that out. Knock that out. He knocks everything out. No, anything good he's taking away. That's what he's doing. Unless, unless it helps Donald Trump. Unless it helps Asia. Donald Trump and the very wealthy. No, mostly Donald Trump. And if it runs off to somebody else, lucky them. This is something there. Yeah. On the same weekend, a record-breaking arms deal was made by the Saudis announced $100 million donations to Ivanka's fund of uh, battered women. Hmm. Or equal equal. What a joke that is. Total joke. Considering what rights women don't have in yeah, Saudi Arabia, yeah, exactly. Why don't they spend that on giving their own women some rights? They don't. They won't even let them drive. I mean, you know, in, in Saudi Arabia, you know, it's amazing. Just such hypocrisy makes oh, me sick. Yeah, that's why. That's why it makes me sick that this asshole went, even went there. Okay, the same weekend. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, they they gave her a hundred million bucks. Newsweek exposes Trump as the business fraud. He is. I was trying to get to the other one there, but... Well, the fact that he probably didn't pay for his... Oh, uh, he doesn't pay for anything. No. He's, he's a crook. Well, I told you that story once of that very wealthy man yeah. up here... Yeah. ...who wouldn't pay the guy who did all the work for him. Yeah. So he went down to New York City yeah. himself, went into his building went into his office and uh, embarrassed the shit out of the guy in front of his employees. Yeah. And he got paid, but he's, I said to myself, he must be one of the few. Despite being warned, Trump immediately gives Saudi hosts an insulting middle finger gesture. What? That's weird. Oh, no, wait. No, it wasn't middle finger. He, what he did is he, is he gave him a, a, thumbs, a thumbs up, up gesture because... Uh, they told him that that's, that means the same as middle finger in Saudi Arabia. So he did it anyway. So the minute he comes out of the plane, he goes like this. He gives him a help. Did you not do that? Right, and um, so anyway, he's a jerk. He's a complete jerk. Man, yeah, he gives him the, see, don't paint, these are the, these are the, like the ten points. It says, don't point at people, keep your hand flat and gesture instead. In other words, don't, you know, do that. Shaking hands are acceptable refreshment. The right hand is considered polite and should always be used as 
to the left is considered impolite. Okay, don't show the sales of your the soles of your shoes, feet to be kept flat on the ground, <laughs> or extreme care should be taken when crossing legs or sitting on the floor. Don't stare at women. Don't wear tight clothing. Don't say anything critical of the royal family, Islam, or a person's family. Don't show affection to the opposite sex in public. Don't discuss sex in public. And the thumbs-up gesture is considered rude. So the first thing this idiot does is walk out there with a thumbs-up, you know, walks out of the plane. It's just amazing. That's why he did it. Probably. Just to be an asshole. Trump's instagraph is just another sign that the president is not taking his first trip abroad seriously. Already sources within the White House have linked Trump's dread of the trip. He repeatedly asked that the trip be shortened. He refused to prep for it. Meanwhile, foreign dignities, dignitaries are preparing for Trump's visit by troop, proofreading everything. Diplomats are encouraged to play to Trump's outsized ego in limited... Well, Trump, Trump proofing everything. Yes. Trump proofing it, yeah, like baby proofing. Yeah. <laughs> play to his ego and his attention span. So what do you do? Kept it sh- keep it short, they're saying. No 30-minute monologue for a 30-second attention span. Do not assume he knows the history of the country or its major points of contention. Compliment him on his electoral college victory. Um, contrast him favorably with President Barack Obama. And uh, stay in regular touch. Do not get touch. come up on whatever was said during the campaign. Do stay not go in, in with touch. a shopping list but bring some sort of deal he can call a victory. That's huh. the instructions to the to the to the country he was to, visiting. To the, the countries he's visiting. Yeah. The bar being set so low for Trump probably means that the Saudis weren't particularly surprised that Trump immediately flashed a rude gesture in the same way a toddler might get away with uh, behavior that would be unacceptable for an older person. Trump's inability to rise to any occasion, no matter how easy, means he's given a lot of leeway. Uh, he's retarded. The guy, the guy is completely retarded. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, anyway, we go on. The world goes on. No other country in the developed world has for-profit health insurance. And you know what? That's why they have lower health care costs than we do. Their people aren't burdened with the cost of supporting billionaire health insurance executives and the millionaires who work for them. Dr. Tom Hartman wrote that. Ooh, tick. This is the only thing you should do if a tick lands on you, all right? Oh. And folklore remedies, they're no good. Don't do that. Don't use folklore remedies like peppermint and stuff like that. Scientists already predict Lyme disease to surge this year, but a viral tick trick could put uh, people even more at risk. The popular Facebook video advises dousing the parasites in peppermint oil, causing them to float up and away from the skin. Death to ticks. The caption explains, almost a half million viewers have since seen the post, recommending it to their friends and family. But that's not the way to do it. The only problem is the tip directly contradicts experts' advice and actually increases the likelihood of contacting tick-borne illnesses oh. like Lyme uh, and uh, Powin, Powassan, Powassan virus. virus. Ticks carry out all sorts of diseases. Uh, Entomologist Dr. Nita Connolly recently told KFGO they were actually salvated into the body when the tick attaches, and so we don't want to agitate the tick in any way that is going to make it salvate more and thereby be more likely to transmit anything. That includes drowning them in peppermint oil, of course. The Center for Disease Control also discourages folklore remedies like nail polish, petroleum jelly, and heat that lift the tick away from the skin. Your goal is to remove the tick as quickly as possible, not wait for it to detach, the CDC says. Instead of wasting your essential oils, pull out a pair of fine-tipped tweezers, grasp the tick as close to the skin as possible, 
and pull straight out uh, with steady pressure. Then thoroughly clean the bite and your hands with rubbing alcohol or soap and water. Uh, you know, the one where, you know, I used to, you know, used to use a, uh, a match. You blow out the match and put it to the back of the of the, uh, the ass of the tick, and it would pop its head out, okay? And that's that's why they recommended doing that. I guess they because don't it, anymore. I don't well, know why. Well, I don't know, but that they pull the heads out because of that, I suppose. And then you can grab them and kill them, you know? But uh, we used to do that in Maine. We used to... Boy Scouts. The, oh. uh, the Boy Scouts you were told to get rid of ticks. Just, you know, put set fire to their asses <laughs> with a cold match. Oh. You know, after you, you blow out the hot match and you put it on the ass of the tick. And um, uh, to get rid of the pest, put them in a sealed bag or container, or just flush uh, them down the toilet. Of course, if you develop a rash or fever soon afterwards, go to the doctor right away. Since the parasite transmit about 10 dangerous diseases to their human and pet hosts, it, it's important to get immediate care. Early recognition and treatment can decrease the risk of serious complications later on. So, what are seed ticks? Right there. Why all parents need to look for seed ticks? I never heard of that. tells us that 217 is going to be a bad year for ticks, Lyme disease, and Powassan virus, a deadly disease spread by the parasites. If you live in the area where these are a concern, there's one more danger you need to be aware of this summer, unfortunately, especially if you have pets or kids at home. Becca Seltzer, a mom of two young daughters from Ohio, shared some alarming photos of her daughters running with seed ticks last summer on Facebook in an effort to warn other families. After spending just 30 minutes playing outside, her daughter, Emily, uh, was... Um, Covered in these small, small hard-to-see lava ticks. Baker removed them right away, but Emily still became sick soon after. Oh, look at them. Oh, my. I never heard of them. No, man. Those are... Gosh, you got a bit by a tunnel of them. Um, the, uh, check, there's a picture of the uh, kids' uh, uh, bites. I said, I'm putting this out there just as heads up for parents and kids who love to play outside. Emily was playing outside yesterday, rolling around on the, on the ground while enjoying the sprinkler. After coming inside and laying down for a nap, I just happened to notice tiny, and mean uh, tiny, uh, little black dots all over her legs, abdomens, and armpits, thinking they must have been seeds. I tried to wipe their scrape. I tried to wipe and scrape one off, and it was a tick. She meant she must have been playing in or near a nest of tick larvae. I spent nearly an hour and a half picking off the, of, well, all of her 150 minuscule baby ticks <sighs> off her and gave her a long dawn dish uh, soap bath with repeated washings, washed all bedding and clothing and toys, and she came into contact with afterwards and administered, wow, and gave her administered Benadryl. This morning, she woke up with a low-grade fever. These spots on her and a hard, large, marble-sized swollen lymph node. Uh, she made, uh, she's been seen by the doctor already today and has been shared on a, an aggressive and extended course of antibiotics. Oh, God, poor kid. Oh, man. They're not as easy to see as the ticks you're likely looking for on yourself or children. Pictures and videos show look very carefully research seed ticks, ticks in the larvae stage of life. Um, these are not chiggers. Uh, I had a handful of these ticks sent away to be analyzed and thankfully negatively tested for Lyme disease. Also, because so many are asking, aside from one resulting minor surgery and several more years of Lyme disease testing to ensure, Emily is doing wonderful. No one's, no other symptoms to date. Oh, thank God. Huh? Yeah, my God, oh, my what God. What a scary thing. Look at that. Look at all the world. Horrible. You can barely see it. Look at the tiny ticks. they're so tiny, you wouldn't even notice the them. Seed ticks. And look at that. Look at the world that gave mm. that poor girl. Wow, wow. Anyway, she's okay. Yeah, and all that's, that's good. But and you got to watch this damn thing. Look how tiny. Look, look next to the, next to a, 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 a penny. penny. 
this thing is like the like a dot of a pencil, mm. you know, almost. That's how small they are. And they get in your skin, and then you're a freaking mess. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, well, we're going to end right. on that, I guess, tonight. That's our... So just be careful when you're out. Yeah. Side, make sure that you're you covered. Don't get any of those little ticks and be careful. Or with bigger ticks. Seed ticks and everything. You got to be careful. Wow. So, so, anyway, folks, keep an eye on Donald Trump. Yeah, the guy's a nightmare. A nightmare walking. And, uh, you know, oh, you can see my latest and greatest on lastillshow.org. Go to that. And you can read my latest uh, and greatest. Also, click over to uh, Art and Photography of LA Steel and you'll see so many of. Lila's wonderful garden out there, oh, her okay. spring garden. Yeah, we have uh, many, many of her blossoms. Well, there. thank you, Leo, and it's time right. to end the show, so I say good night, folks. And have a great weekend, yeah. and week next week till we talk to you again. We'll talk to you later. Good night, everyone. <laughs>